When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. (laughs) (laughs) Can you believe it? Oh my goodness, mate. Can you believe it? Let's just bask in the glory of 17th place and admire that league table for a few seconds. Oh, wow. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. (laughs) Can you believe it? Oh, cheers. Where's my drink? Cheers. What, what have you got? What are you drinking? I've got gin, which Ooh. is unlike me. It's unlike me, but my wife could see me shaking, so she <laughs> delivered it to me um, before I started clawing at the furniture. Oh, my um, God. Look at all these comments. Don't believe it. Great performance. Oh, Villa, oh, don't, listen, listen, Villa, don't follow this with a big dollop of misery on Sunday. I will never oh, forgive you. Don't oh. even go there yet. Let's just forget all about that. I don't even know what to say. I was, we all said, didn't we? Um, James will be joining us at, at some point, I believe. Um, we all went for a cheeky win, didn't we, in our pre-match show, just to just to say it for the sake of saying it. <laughs> We've actually gone and done it. What the heck? I don't know how we tell the story. I mean, people have just seen it. I don't know how we, we tell the story of it, really. Um, Keenan Davis had got a new middle name in our house um, for, <laughs> for a short while, and he's dragged that one wide of the post, bless him. <laughs> I was thinking, no, no. And then, then Pepe Ryan has nearly the ones come back off the inside of the post. <laughs> they were so close together as well. I tweeted saying after the uh, Keenan Davis one saying, don't let that be that this game, this is the moment. This is the moment where it all went wrong. And then we have a, a bit of a slice of look at the, uh, at the other end where that comes off the post and stays out rather than going in. And you kind of think, oh, yes, maybe this is meant to be. And but you still think, I've said to you in various group chats all the way through, oh, well, we'll definitely concede. It won't be 1-0. No way. I've been... Um, <laughs> what the heck? Anybody who's text me or WhatsApp me or Facebook me during the course of that, I've just said, shut up. Go <laughs> Don't jinx it. I've got a mate of mine who's coming around to quote for uh, some slabs in my garden, and he just texts me. I said, no, just shut up. Go away. I'm not interested. I'm, oh, the commentator, the commentators st- slowly start building the tension, don't they? Saying, yeah. you know, kind of it's eleven managers since Villa have beaten beaten Arsenal at Villa Park, and twenty two you know, years. Twenty two years. How old were you back in December ninety eight? Was three and, and James Rushton. Beautiful time, and here he is. He was three or four oh. when Villa last beat Arsenal. At yeah, Park. I was wearing this shirt, weren't I? I found that on a Sky Sports pre match broadcast. Thank you very much, Sky Sports. Uh, yeah, buzzing, James. Can you believe it? <sighs> no, that was horrible. <laughs> um, to a man, perfect. Like that is probably, you know, you don't like to see good defensive display. You do like to see good defensive displays. But they're awful to sit through. Like, horrible, horrible things to sit through. No shots on target for Arsenal. Said uh, says this guy. Boring, boring Arsenal. <laughs> I tell you something before we before we bask in the euphoria. I mentioned this to you on on our group chat earlier. I thought Gilbert came in and do, did well, but before I talk about Gilbert, when he was coming on to replace Almo, he was pulling his socks up and he got like the image of his wife and his child. 
on his shin pads. Yeah, that's you a nice touch, isn't it? You don't put that on your shin pads, do you? You know, you think you're going to get some kind of, you know, hairy ass footballer coming and booting you in the shins. <laughs> I think the method so there, Matt, is um, like if someone hits him in the shins, he's really angry because it's an assault on his wife and his family. It must be. I can't think of any reason. He'll protect him. Gets him fired up. Put a wristband on and put it in there. Well, more okay. can, I say, not, can I just say, by the way, before we before we get into it, first of all, we've obviously we've experimented, experimented with these Facebook and YouTube lives since lockdown, and we've very, had very little happiness to talk about. We've always had around 200, 250 people live, which is great. Uh, was that echo coming from? That's oh, me, sorry. Sorry. Um, we're out 650 people are here live on, on, pressure, on a Tuesday night. I've skipped all the Sky Sports punditry and I've come for the top analysis on the current Blue <laughs> podcast. But what can we say? We've got to keep them. Anyone got any good jokes? Um, <laughs> you yeah, put, put the pressure on, mate. 650 people. Oh, I just can't believe it. Uh, as much as we said before game, I said this before you came on, James, we all just said, oh, well, yeah, we'll win tonight. You've got to keep positive. But did any of us actually believe it? Did anyone believe yeah. that we would? He was never in doubt, was he? They've got good. to put us through the ringer again. We've got to have one more go at putting us through the ringer. I might, I've just got, because my wife's bought me a glass of gin. I might just stay on the gin now until Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> until Sunday evening, just sit here. You know what, as well? Right. We've said, haven't we, for weeks, we're going to need a free result to stay in the Premier League. We're going to need a result where we all think, oh, we'll look ahead to that. I think there's no chance we'll win there. And that was tonight. Most people would say, you're not going to beat Arsenal. And that's the free result, a 1 0, another clean sheet, momentum, and the destiny is in Villa's hands. And all the times I've badmouthed Trezeguet this season. Oh, no. I tweeted this during the game saying that. Uh, he I don't scored know some it was. big goals. He's a king, man. Absolutely. It was either after Man United or Everton, and we were saying, yeah, he scored those couple of goals. But I was like, poor footballer. Poor footballer. I stand by what I said. I don't care. I'm allowed, I'm allowed my opinion. I'm allowed to be wrong. And yeah, I'm man. Delighted that he's, he scored the, the winning goal that possibly keeps winning the Premier League. That's massive. The elation, like the delight you feel, it just makes you want to say, like, he's the best footballer that's ever like existed on the planet. And that's clearly wrong. But like the way he hit, the way he hit that shot, it's like I know we all said we know Villa ain't gonna win. Today we ain't, you know, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be tough. the way he hit it. It's like he knew that was going in. Like there was no chance. Like, there was no half right. measure there. What, what finish? What yeah, a finish! You know, been waiting for them all season, and I think he's he's done bang on with his finishing. He's missed a few chances, but then he scored a few here. There's no argument with that one. Fantastic. Well, yeah, well, we were kind of everyone was basking in how sweetly um, Raheem Sterling struck that one, struck that one early, earlier in in the day. That's right, I'm going to speak in gibberish, mate. I'm trying to multitask at the same time. Um, but yeah, he's come up, he's come up trumps again. I was saying, James, before you joined us about kind of I may have may have cursed. Keenan Davis a couple of times dragging that one um, dragging that one past the post you know it's, it's easy for us to say isn't it but at times when Villa have squandered leads at various points throughout the season we've said you've got to try and play on the front foot you've got to try and force teams further up the pitch and listen there were some ridiculous possession stats at some stage during that second yeah. half where Arsenal had got 75% of the ball but it was it was McGinn being committed to play a little bit further forward, and to try yeah. and kind of try and play that pressing game, which I yeah. thought I thought we might tire towards the end. Um, yeah, I saw some I saw some really good stuff. To be honest with with the pressing, it's like you expected the Villa at the start of the season; they're just going to run at them. And there was a bit kind of uh, eighty five odd minutes where they're playing it around the back, and they're look Arsenal are looking for Villa to kind of run into them. And I think at the start of the season, Villa would have fell for that straight away. 
but Dane Smith in the, in the pre-match, he said um, he highlighted that they did that against Man City and, and scored. So he's taught them or that they've picked up that you can't run gung-ho at this team. And I thought, you know, it's such a mature, that the, being defensive is, is mature. So it's such a mature performance to see. And, yeah. You know, we're here buzzing from it. I'm at, you know, I'm so happy. And we've saying, we've saying before the game when we did a little Facebook live around the team news that, you know, Jack has, Jack has kind of flitted in and out and not been able to, yeah. to maintain the form. He's just appearing on me on my television at the moment with his, his lovely slick hair, um, which is probably the kind of haircut I would have had back when we last beat <laughs> Arsenal in uh, 1998, to be honest. Um, but I think he turned up... Uh, listen, to say he hasn't turned up in recent weeks would be, would be harsh on him because we know that the lads had to carry carry Villa for, for a lot of the season but it was yeah. proper Jack again tonight he was kind of taking a ball in tight areas he was you know the run that set up the chance for um, for Davis started just out you know halfway inside his own half and just being so brave on the ball and, and showing the leadership qualities that we have and listen we've got another game on Sunday to decide decide our Premier League status so let's not go too big on a, on a Jack Grealish farewell yet yeah. oh, but yeah. if it was if it was He'd have had an adoring Holt End, Trinity Road, Doug Ellis, Witter Lane, let's not call it Doug Ellis, <laughs> and North Stand kind of saluting him today. And all of them, to be honest, because I think they all turned up and gave you those kind of eights. And I'll be interested to see Ash's player ratings because I think they all turned up and gave you those eights and nines performances today, which was what was needed. Um, so what what we're thinking about what we're thinking about Sunday? I don't want to say anything, man. It's just gonna it's gonna be absolutely chaotic. I'm, I mean, what I hated, and I know I do it, is like when Villa are one 0 up at halftime, everyone's saying all this and that. It's there's forty five minutes to go, the game ain't finished. The Sky Sports are saying as it stands, Villa are safe. Like as it stands, and I'm, like, I'm still thinking there's forty five minutes of this game to go, and the whole other <laughs> one on Sunday. So you know, whatever happens, happens. But all we can say is Villa have given themselves the best chance to stay up possible. Well, what I would say, sorry to cut across you, you know it's my way. What I would no, say <laughs> is that hope Arsenal should be absolutely ashamed of himself tonight. So much so that whoever faces them next should get a proper backlash from them. I think, you know, I think that they should hang their heads in shame and really take it out on their next opponents. That'd be great if that next opponent was someone that was affected with in some way, someone down the bottom, and just give them an absolute battering. That would be really, really nice. Yeah, just, really just, just batter them 9 0 by half time, yeah. just so we can um, <laughs> we can breathe easily. Um, so, you're talking about West Ham, and we will obviously do more pre West Ham content when we have West Ham on, on Sunday. We're still, what, five, six days away? But let's have a look at the permutations. Let's run through what can happen at this point. We talked, didn't we, earlier? I don't know whether it was on air or not. What was the best worst case scenario today? And it was don't you know lose better than Watford lost against Man City. Best case scenario is you beat Arsenal. We've only gone and got the best case scenario, which is absolutely very unvilla like. Um, so permutations now are that we can draw on. No, we can lose. We've just got, we've just got a better Watford's result, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even even in a loss, Watford and Villa and Bournemouth can all lose on Sunday, and as long as the goal scored and the goal difference doesn't take too much of a hit, Villa could still stay up. I think. Yeah. Bournemouth can afford to get a point. Watford have got Arsenal. If they get a point, Villa have to also get a point or win. So yeah, we just have to better Watford and Bournemouth. And even if that means, yeah, that's right, isn't it? You, we can we can all lose, and Villa would survive now because the table wouldn't change. 
unless we <laughs> lost 10 nil and the others didn't lose 10 nil, I think. But, I mean, this was the, the ideal scenario, wasn't it? We were all looking at it going, oh, well, if we get nothing tonight, West Ham is an absolute must win. We've got our win with the game in hand, so to speak, almost now that West Ham is the much easier game, that we should still be going out to go and win that, of course. We shouldn't be faffing around thinking, oh, we can get away with a 2-0 defeat here or whatever. Absolutely go there to win. And if you if you get a point or you win, Villa style, that, that that's the situation now. Yeah, what I'd say is if you go back, and it seems like a lifetime ago now, but if you go back as recently as Thursday night, when Theo Walcott, that kind of aerial warrior, has scored the goal that's, that's equal, to get from that and the deflation and us all being on the floor and broken for a turnaround that we've got now, we couldn't have dreamt or hoped for it to be better. Better than it is now. There's still another, still another twist, isn't there? So you know, this is Aston Villa. This is still going to be, still going to be chewing our fingers down to the knuckles on Sunday. But just compare and contrast. You know, it's just remarkable. It's just remarkable, yeah. and just being able to dig out. You know, this is this must be. I mean, somebody better with stats or better memory than me. Two wins and a draw in three consecutive Premier League games must be our best form of the season, hasn't it? <laughs> if if it is, it's Possibly. close. Possibly, I'm not sure. Tell you what, it's good enough for me. Um, all I'm thinking now is, uh, <laughs> just say it's a fact. Yeah, it's just a shame about Everton thinking back as well, isn't it? Just in, I'm, I know it's it's in the past, but just that those two points now. Like, how good would have that felt? Uh, man, I don't think like, about that, but every club will have their own version, won't they? If, if yeah, listen, 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 let's not... <laughs> let's not yearn for what we've missed out on. Let's just be grateful for grateful for what we've been given. Yeah, um, I was about to say, you can go back to, like, the six points we've given, we've given Bournemouth to keep their season alive and do ours. Yeah. But, like, all we take it from today is that is, you know, all season saying Villa poor at the back. That's, like, that's just such a turnaround. From yeah, what been, we yeah, know, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, typical male looking for the negatives. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Talking about looking for negatives, Chris Brandt says, "Problem with our look, Watford will probably get their free result and we'll lose." Please, Villa, don't do it to us. Can you imagine that? After tonight, we lose to West Ham and they beat Arsenal as well. Yeah, can we get one of the admin? Can we get one of the admins to ban Chris, please? <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't want any of that talk. Villa have oh. won again. Villa have beaten beaten Arsenal for the first. The last. God, I'm such a history boy or history man. <laughs> the last time Villa beat Arsenal in 1998, it took us to the top of the Premier League. I know, I said that, Scott, I didn't know. What a took, took us to the, back to the top of the Premier League. We finished sixth. Um, so, yeah, just brilliant. I mean, let's talk talk through some of some of the performances today yeah. because we had the usual, didn't we? You know, we've had it in recent weeks with one of our defenders, invariably, has pulled a hamstring or had a knock early in the game. And... I thought it was going to be another one of those um, where we're thinking, is that going to cost us? Because this back four has had a little bit of kind of a pattern to it and a little bit of consistency. But I thought I thought Gilbert, considering he hadn't played at all since yeah. lockdown, so the last time he played would have been in March, I thought he was brilliant. I mean, we know he's mm. probably one of the most energetic players in the Villa dressing room anyway. But there was that moment, wasn't there, where um, second half, where he's tried to uh, spring a Villa attack played the ball out wide, got caught in possession, but still had the energy and the desire to, to race back and win it um, yeah. by the Trinity Road touchline uh, and made the tackle and got the goal kick back. And it's... You and know, when he stood up and gave the big come on as well after Yeah, that. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah that. Trying to get the crowd going. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, 
but yeah, but it is. It's kind of. I thought he did. I thought he did really well. Um, I thought it was kind of a blessing in disguise, almost again, wasn't it? Like we had with uh, well, whatever uh, decision happened the other game. <laughs> Can't talk. I've lost the ability to speak. When Conson moved back into centre back, and we all thought, yeah. "Oh no, here we go again." That turned out to be a blessing in disguise. Elmo's been very good, but Gilbert coming on wasn't a disaster. Him going off after twenty-five minutes, whatever it was, you know, it wasn't the end of the world, and it turned out absolutely fine. There was nothing to to be worried about. We can't offer. We got lucky with things like that for a change. I think what I liked about the um, defense. Sorry, Matt. I think what I liked about the defense this match was nobody stepping up to be the hero and trying to attack the midfield and losing the ball. You know, when the mistakes are made, they're not focusing on the fact the mistake has been made. Like when Mings kind of miskicked it and it went behind him. Um, yeah. That was a real panic. But Cons is there to you know bail him out, and it's just looking out for each other rather than trying to step in and be the hero, like at the midfield line and losing the ball. I think you know again going back to how mature that defensive performance was. I feel like you know you've always looked for like your Grealish or Dean Smith to lead from the sidelines or on the pitch, but every player really stepped up to be a leader. Even Conza giving Mings an earful, Rainer stepping in, Gilbert not letting anything go, Almo keeping people motivated, Trezeguet even you know someone who would assume is one of the more quieter members of the Villa team, kind of giving people earful, reminding them of their collective kind of responsibility to step yeah. up, press, you know when to calm down, and you know you defend from the front as well. So Samata's put a shift in, Davis, um, you know. Bar the shot, whatever you think about the shot, you know, it doesn't matter now. But, yeah. you know, the, the the performance he put in as well to kind of hold the ball up and, do, you know, throw himself about just for a few minutes is, you know, I can't fault any of them at all. From, from you know, from the front line to the back, they all defended as a unit, you know, and you, you, you're as best as that weak link in that chain. Couldn't find one today. How I think, the, um, go on, this problem with doing it live, we can like my big gob to shout over you all. Um, I'm gonna pull Ranky, I'm gonna talk. Um, no, I was gonna say, um, we've heard a lot about we've heard a lot from Dean Smith while the results weren't coming in post lockdown about defensive shape and they've looked more organized. You know, Daniel, sorry, James, you're the you're the stato man, so you know about XG more than me and all this kind of thing and how many chances we'll have conceded and, and that kind of thing, but. It's that's been the platform for them to get these get these wins. There's been two clean sheets in, and you know, I know they didn't quite keep a clean sheet about against Everton, but they did for 88 minutes. That's been that's been what has allowed them to kind of build this kind of recovery, really. Um, yeah. So for a team that that kind of came out of lockdown with the worst defense in the Premier League, some good has come of that. <laughs> Of that inactivity because yeah. they've been able to kind of drill down to that. I think it's helped to to a point having regular personnel. Um, I know that he's had to tweak it a little bit, but I think that's helped. I think it's probably helped with all due respect to Orjan Neeland. I think it's probably helped out having Pepe Reiner with a little few more miles on the clock, a little bit more experience and command. Um, so I think that's helped. Well, they've just shown on the telly the uh, the Pepe chance that. Uh, Comes back off the inside of the. Having said that, Pepe Pepe Rainer nearly spilled it back, spilled the rebound back into his own net. He kissed uh, the ball in there. He went he down. Ball, yeah. He did kiss the ball. Very yeah. happy. Yeah, and he had his socks on inside out. Don't know. If that, <laughs> yeah, he did. There we go. It's a bit like he's just showing him kissing the ball on the telly now. It's a bit like kind of Wilson out of Castaway. It's become his, <laughs> become his new. He needs to kind of smear it with blood on his. Uh... Anyway. Um, <laughs> I've even forgotten. Um, I'll try to get. We're doing a someone we're doing yeah, health safety to... report about that now. But Pepe Rainer kissed the ball. Got to get that sprayed down. Can't get 
Tasty like Dettol. Like, oh. Yeah, the board will be quarantined <laughs> now for the next two weeks, and then Trezor will want to take it home, but he won't be able to. We'll just have to visit it, visit it in an incubator or something like that, won't it? He had, um, he had the coronavirus as well, didn't he? Pepper around it. So he can't be kissing the board, you know. <laughs> no, mate, just, just in case the authorities are listening, because they'll do anything to take these points <laughs> off us. So. What you said about like the defensive shape, I'd be interested to see you know, how well Vida would have performed from the start of the season. If they'd played, it would have been impossible, as things have said. The players came in with such a short time to get you know, adjusted to things. Douglas Louise weren't understanding everything going on around him. The same with Trezor guy. So, you know, it's just, it's one of them hindsight things how well Villa would have performed if this was the standard like, they set from the start of the season. It probably wouldn't have been as exciting against Tottenham and Arsenal at the start when, you know, John McGinn's breaking. Points. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, you know, you just feel like probably Villa wouldn't be in this situation. Maybe in the bright where Brighton are about, but I don't yeah. know. It's, don't it's, you think uh, it's the jeopardy, platform. though, James? Don't you think it's the jeopardy that's kind of the danger. Got, got this out of them? It's like, um, got a, a, another analogy. It's like Christ. most of the season, they've just been doing a revision plan and colouring it in with highlighter <laughs> pen. Then all of a sudden, the day before deadline or the day before the exams, they've actually started to cram. And <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, it's almost yeah, as if that. that that kind of it's all right though, isn't it? It's that kind of fear factor has has given them that you know perhaps it was perhaps that they, they they weren't as willing to press or they didn't find the extra energy previously because they're inhibited. But as soon as that that safety net has started to disappear in the last couple of well the last week, they've probably it's kicked them on a little bit yeah. because it's kind of you know it's I was going to going to swear then it's something called bust, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. See, I think I don't know whether this is a well, I don't think this is a, a clever analysis at all, and I'm sure most people will agree with me. I mean, it's, it's, coming out, it's coming out of my mouth that it's definitely not a clever analysis. But I think if it wasn't for the, the lockdown period and the break from football, Villa were 100% on course to be relegated. Yeah, I think... I think we'd, 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 been, we'd have been without McGinn for a start, and as much as he didn't come in and be outstanding, he's been better over the last three or four games. Villa would have 100% gone down in my eyes and now we've got this second chance where football went away for a bit, we've come back, looked a little bit better uh, defensively to begin with, slowly got stronger as the 10 games have passed and now it comes down to being on our own hands on the last day and we'd all have took that. So even at the start of the season, a lot of people said, if you're still in it on the last day and it's in your hands, most people would have said, yeah, okay, we'll take that this year. Can you do me a favour, Dan? Can you put the Premier League table back up again? Not just so I can kind of bask in the fact that, that, that Villa are in nosebleed territory in 17. <laughs> but in terms I, of the... I almost thought we could uh, overtake West Ham. I mean, if you flip that around, Matt, that's Champions League qualification, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you look at... If we beat you... West Ham, what, 14-0? We go to 16, so... If you look at goals, if you look at goals scored... Villa, Villa, uh, Villa are a goal-scoring centre. I mean, aren't, aren't all clubs a goal-scoring centre-forward away? But Villa are a goal-scoring centre-forward away from being comfortably placed yeah. in mid-table. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the goal-scoring hasn't been that bad. If you consider, I mean, who's who's Villa's top-scoring striker? Wesley on six Wesley or on something six, like that? Or six, yeah. Yeah. And you got, I think Jack's the top goal, goal, goal scorer, isn't he? And then, yeah, like you said, top goal scorer for striker is Wesley and he's not played for six months. So Matt has got one. Trez has got okay. six now, which is a, a nice return. Well, yeah, like if you if we if you'd stuck Danny Ings up front for us this year, I would expect us to be around 
47, 48 points around 12, 13, quite, quite comfortably. You know, someone said in the comments, I can't, I don't know where it was, it's gone past a bit now when we're just kind of gloating about how brilliant Villa are all of a sudden. They're saying Villa are still a poor football team. We're not kind of getting ahead of, ahead of ourselves thinking, oh, we're, we're brilliant because we're not. We're still, we've got 34 points, we're 17. Let's not get too carried away. We're not we're not this next uh, well-beaten side, are we? But for, for tonight, one night only, you have to be positive, don't you? You have to be happy with just beating Arsenal. It's in our hands to stay up now. So, yeah, we, we said the other day, didn't we? And it was a bit more doom and gloom after the Everton game, as you can imagine. But we said that regardless, even if Villa... I don't know, splutter or charge over the finishing line and things go the way we want them to go on, on Sunday. That, to me, doesn't stop there being an inquest. Yeah, um, 100%. Because over the course of the season, if they do stay up, it will be mission accomplished. But I think everybody within Bodymore Heath and Villa Park would have expected or wanted the mission to be accomplished with a little bit more, um, do you know what I mean, with, with a little yeah. bit less drama and and that. So... I still think there needs to be an inquest. I still think there needs to be an inquest. Well, we don't know yet whether Villa are safe, but I still think there needs to be an inquest regarding the recruitment, um, regarding you know the, perhaps the imbalance of the squad that has left Villa without much much by way of centre forward options. Just seeing Dean Smith beaming like he's uh, <laughs> like he's won the lottery. Steady <laughs> Dean, bring him back on a level. Almost, not, almost. Another night, yeah, it's quite a lottery win that is, isn't it? Hundred and forty. Yeah, might as well have won it. To be fair, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I need to see him doing what he did in uh, the Hawthorns in the playoff semi final last year. Was it the Hawthorns? No, it was it? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was yeah, on me. Got one, to Wembley. One more. I feel like I need to see him doing that to an empty hold. And one more, still one more. <laughs> just, to, just so I know that they all know it's not done yet. We've still got to not be. Uh, well, I keep saying it's in our hands. It is, isn't it? Am I right in saying it's in our hands? It is, isn't How it? Do you, it is in Fairly, our hands. Fairly, yeah. It, yeah. it definitely is. You've got, you've got yeah, a better result than everybody else. Yeah. So, how do you think? How do you think Villa approach it? Can um, get a bit more of your body, mate, instead of your lovely wallpaper. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how many people ask me that. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, how do Villa approach? Uh, West how do Villa approach West Ham? Because in the olden days, you'd have had kind of man on the terrace with a transistor radio, kind of shouting updates from um, <laughs> from the Emirates from Arsenal versus. Um, Watford, but the Villa just say, let's go and win this game. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt in my mind. That has to be the attitude from from inside the camp, doesn't it? You've got to go out to win. And if you draw and Watford happen to lose, you're still okay because we've done the hard work tonight getting the free result. You still don't go out there to try and win because if you do, I mean, there's no scenario, again, just, I think it's just a bit of, um, you know, adrenaline that I've I've not quite realised what's going on yet. There's no way that Villa can win on Sunday and be relegated, right? Um, it, it would just require Watford turning um, over Arsenal. Arsenal so, we've got to minus so if Villa, so, if Villa beat West Ham, one so nil. beat one nil, we go to minus twenty six and thirty seven points. If Watford win, yeah, so we can win and go down, can't we? So yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's better in Watford's result, basically. So yeah. if, if Watford win two nil, Villa win three nil. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. Uh, if you both, if we both win. It isn't just it isn't just as simple as Villa win and they stay up. But if That'd Villa have equal, if Villa have equal goal difference to Watford, they will still go up because they've scored more goals. They'll still stay up. Sorry, yes, if they score more goals. But so what you got to consider here is that Watford column where it's thirty four goals, the lowest goal scorers in the bottom four, five, yeah. six, seven teams. So 
chances of them turning over Austin's Oster, still got stuff to play for, man. Yeah, obviously. I'm, I'm, I'm aware I'm bringing some kind of negativity. No, you, you've been the devil's advocate, right? You, you, you've been yeah. a good host, Dan. Is what <laughs> I'm saying. Can we get the admins to ban Dan, please? Dan is the admin. Don't want any negativity here. If we were on 35, um, you would, it would now be, if we won, that would just be it. We wouldn't have to think about any, any other permutations. Whereas if we beat West Ham 1-0, but Watford beat Arsenal 2-0, we'd still have a gold scored, I think. Oh, I don't I know. Think, I, think need to, I think they'd need to win 3-0, right, to overturn the... No, it's what it's only uh, one goal, isn't it? So two nil. I need to win. Yeah. People tuning in now must think this is the worst ever episode of Countdown. <laughs> just say, just conundrum for goodness' sake. I'm good. I'm great at conundrums. To be I'm fair, I'm great. Add a grams again. Get us uh, in yeah, trouble. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. If we win, it's there's a very good chance Villa will be in the Premier League if they win, right? Yeah. Which so that's all is remarkable. Fun. Which is it's why, you, which is why internally Villa have to go out to win the game. You can't think, oh, a draw might be okay. Yeah, yeah. You have to go out and win because you still might have to win if Watford also win. So, shall yeah, we, think... we don't have these kickoffs where they're staggered again? And we'd already know before we kicked off. That'd be nice. Yeah, <laughs> at the same time, like we won't, we won't get to know what's going on. Should delay. Um, should delay the Villa kickoff for fifteen minutes. Get Pepe around to kiss the ball or something, <laughs> um, and delay it like that. What's what are people saying in the comments? So Lee says, than just shut up, you stupid idiots." He says, "We need a draw at best. If the Cherries win, we can still go down. Should we lose, we also need Watford to lose. But Arsenal will play better than tonight, which yeah, is fair. I think Arsenal will want to end the season on a high before they go into FA Cup. Is it? I think, um, or Europe or whatever it is they're up to after this. So they're going to want to come back and, and end the season with a win, aren't they? You'd think. So if that happens, all Villa have to do is not lose against West Ham." And as long as what was Bournemouth's position, they're on 31. So that if they win, they can match us. But goal difference comes into it. So, yeah, but ideally, Bournemouth can't win. Watford, yeah, Bournemouth just can't win. And we just have to bet at Watford and we stay up. Which, again, right. as much as we're kind of overanalyzing different positions and goals scored and all these different things, at one stage we were looking at this thinking, oh, well, most of that probably won't even be relevant. Are they even going to get to 34 points? That seemed like an impossible task at one stage. Yeah. When we were on 27 or whatever it was last week, we were looking at it going, well, 34, that might be a bit difficult. And, and here we are, and we could potentially end on 37. So this kind of over-analysis of goal difference, goals scored, and who plays what is a good position to be in. So I, I wasn't quite sure we'd even get this far. So Yeah, I'm I mean... Told- I'm told that the last time, let me just scroll up to my messages. I think the last time Premier League relegation was settled by goal difference. I think somebody said 2008. It's um, a hard way, harsh way to go down. Oh, it'd be rubbish. It's fair. I mean, it's just the way it goes, isn't it? If ever going down again, you should do like scissors, paper, stone, shouldn't they? Scissors, paper, stone. Don't mean rock, paper, scissors. Oh, <laughs> you're from the, you must be from a, you only live five minutes down the road from me. How come we've got such different, uh, Frames of reference. Oh, same difference. Rock, paper, scissors. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> scissors, um, paper, come off it. It's the same thing, isn't it? It's the same a thing. It's a rock. Yeah, it's rock. Rock, paper, scissors. Let us know in the comments. Is it rock, paper, scissors, or scissors, paper, stone? Nah, no, rock, rock. To Alan Partridge's <laughs> post-match announcement. Yes. <laughs> Sign up to our newsletter for more. <laughs> um, I think what's a yeah. Forget permutations and goal score and all the rest of it. 
simple simple question. How do you think the result will be on, on Sunday? Do we beat West Ham yes or no? Yeah, 1-0. I don't Another think we do. Sheet. I don't think we do, but I think we still stay up. Really? <laughs> yeah, so I think... Not, it, what do you think happens then? Will we, think, we all lose? I think there's going to be more twists and turns than Spaghetti Junction. You can follow <laughs> it all here. Um... <laughs> I don't know if he was dropping by the minute, but <laughs> <laughs> it's because you've got the um, scissors, paper, stone thing wrong. They've all disappeared now. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't think we'll win. I think that I think we've used to pull our wins. Yeah, I think the same. I think, but, we'll I, but I think it might be enough. I think what you need to see um, on Sunday is kind of not the reverse of today. You see the mat- again a mature defensive de- performance. You need to see the mature attacking performance. Against West Ham, not giving too much away at the back, but still kind of being a bit more on the front foot than we were yep. against Arsenal. Maybe not waiting to kind of snap at a chance, maybe making more, being a bit more fluid up front, probably starting um, Davis as well. So, um, James yeah, Jones said West Ham have nothing to play for. Um, maybe, they, I don't know. I, I always feel like to, even in a game, you, you kind of want to win. If you've got nothing to play for, you still want, they want, maybe want to win less than Villa want to win. But people said that um, that against Everton, like Everton have nothing to play for. That's why they played yeah. the full 90 minutes and scored at the end. You know what I mean? And then they beat uh, Palace in the next game. So I can see where people come from. But I always feel like, you know, teams want to finish with the highest points tally possible just because it gives them that, you know, that little bit higher in the table. Still yeah, motivation. They can get to 40 points, can't they? Yeah, why not? You know, why wouldn't we want to win? 36 games for West Ham. Do I play one more? When's that then? Is this table right? Are we looking at the right thing? What's yeah, West Ham? I believe it is. I play United. I play Man United tomorrow. So you know, even then, if so, if they win, I guess that argument's a bit more stronger that they've got nothing to play for. If you well, win, you don't even have to worry about anything. Not like they do now. You don't even have to worry, do you? Yeah, I think I think I think we'll draw against West Ham. Um, we've got a little visitor there, Matt, <laughs> on a live stream. My daughter's going to wave at me. Why is she still up at quarter to eleven? I don't know. <laughs> she wants to see. Yeah, I want to see. Daddy, what's you know what got to say after the match? No, she ain't sleeping tonight. None of us are. She's normally normally got one of her friends babysitting her at this time, playing on Fortnite with her. So I don't know. I don't even know why she's troubling me when I'm drinking gin. Um, <laughs> she's a joke before social services come and get me. Uh, her mother's in there. Um, yeah, sort of thing that if this wasn't live, you'd be going, "Oh, can you edit that out afterwards?" But you've said it now. So yeah, can you edit most of it out? Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I, yeah, so I think West Ham will draw, and that will now be enough because we've done the hard work tonight. Because I think Watford will lose to, to Arsenal, and I don't think Bournemouth will be Everton either. So we stay up. Happy days. Fingers crossed. Sounds sounds good to me. Do you think? Um, what does he go with in terms of lineup? Is it Gilbert now? Even if Al Mohamed is fit, and is I don't think it it'll be, if it's a hamstring. No, probably not. It's, you know, it's going to be the same same lineup that was kind of we played. What ends the game? The end. Sorry, yeah, that, a little bit harsh that Harahan came off from the camber. I can kind of yeah, I guess Mc, the point with McGinn is he's always going to press and he's always going to sense that moment to kind of snatch the ball away. But then with Harahan, you've got like the chat. You know, he makes the chances in in the last few games. I don't know if he uh, he made Trezeguet's one today. Was it off the corner? I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so even he's then, free kick. I know he got a flick on by Mings. Um, but yeah, so he's, he I makes the chances. Yeah, I, I'd go with the I, team that we finished with. Harahan in there, Davis. What was Desperate playing? 
No, I don't. Not specifically to end with. You know what I mean. <laughs> Before the usual timeway substitutions, that's what we end with. Um, yeah, I think a draw. If we, if, I mean, if we manage to win, it'd be it'd be amazing to end the season on an actual high. Um, I'd like to see Jack score at some point. Do you know what's interesting? Actually, I tweeted this. I don't know whether it's just because I was a bit kind of on edge for the whole game, or whether they changed the camera angle at Villa Park or something weird. But there's a few instances where like there was a shot or a ball goes in for the box and it's cleared away, and I, I'm half expecting it to go one way, and it's totally yeah. gone the opposite way. Like I've never really felt that before. You're, I was like, I've got a decent grasp on like being able to read where the ball is. Yeah, that's called like, the Audrey Neyland. <laughs> Jack Sharp was flying in. There's a few chances that, that I thought, oh, this is going to fall or it's to McGinn's feet and it's gone the total, total opposite way or whatever. And I was just like, maybe I'm just a bit on edge tonight. <laughs> and that's what the cause of that is. Yeah, I thought McGinn should have done better with the one that Jack created for him as well. I thought he shoved it straight down the goal. He's uh, yeah, yeah, does it now. Everyone's a critic, aren't they? Um, yeah, luckily. So we do it all again, don't we? Yeah, the, the big day. The final day of the season at last in the end of July. What a weird season it's been, by the way. Can we just acknowledge how weird yeah. this year has been? Yeah, I guess uh, despite everything that's happened, Villa somewhat must be grateful for that little break. Um, because yeah. it, it, it was heading for, disa- heading for disaster. I mean, yeah, we can still, um, still go down. <laughs> but we were 100% going down with a whimper if, uh, if football carried on. That, that, you know, it shows the importance of like a full good pre-season kind of getting that biggest training sessions than you can that whole kind of length of time without worrying about games because Villa weren't able to change anything from game to game when they're getting battered every week um having that time off they they could look at all the you know they worked on their defensive show during lockdown paid off massively like you can't that's the biggest thing it's just working on that defense just the shape not necessarily the techniques or panicking or you know clearing your lines it's just working on that shape and being cool, calm, collected at the back, and they have been. Also, if we do do it, and I know we'll have a kind of a, a round of the season, regardless of whether we stay up or go down, if we do stay up this year, a League Cup final and 17th place in our first year back in the Premier League, if you'd have offered that at the start of the season, that sounds quite nice, doesn't it? We've been through the ringer with it, and it's not <laughs> it's not been plain sailing, but we've had some good moments this year. I think the context of everything that's happened makes that quite a decent size achievement, I think. Yeah. Staying yeah. up in the Premier League is, is was was the aim, wasn't it? So if we if we manage to do that, that's still is done. done. Yeah, I know it's not done yet. I'm getting excited. <laughs> I think I think the, what what this process will have done in regardless of what happens on Sunday will have made you know I'll, the word I've used a lot to describe this squad through a lot of the season is they're a bit flaky uh, and character wise I think they're a bit they've been a bit suspect and yeah. not have enough leaders. I think whether they come through this and stay in the Premier League or whether it means, you know, if it all goes wrong on Sunday and it's a rebuild job or, a, you know, a, a recovery job in the Championship, they're battle-hardened now. You know, they've got this, they've had to play, you know, the pressure's probably not quite the same without the crowd as it would be with, with the crowds there every week. But they've actually actually had to kind of put themselves out there. And like we said about the jeopardy. Uh, so I think I think a lot of people have grown up um, in this team. And that can only stand us in good stead, whichever division we're in, I think. Yeah, agreed. Oh, we'll end on this comment, I think, from Christos Pavlou. Pavlou. Let me know if I've got your name right, if you're still here. He says, as Mark Lowe would say, if we win our next game, we are guaranteed three points. 
<laughs> last, last, some good analysis. <laughs> yeah, some factual analysis on the Claren Blue podcast at last. It's, ta- it's taken Christos Pavlau on the 21st of July to get some actual analysis on this on this show after eight months. To be but fair, yeah. I, f- I found a little nice note to end on, actually, is that cool. um, the kind of stats website, 538, said three games ago, so when before we played Palace, we had a 7% chance of survival, 7% chance. Wow. Um, now, it, now it's 44%, so... Villa have swung really? the yeah now Villa has swung the balance massively in their favour. So if you think of everything that's happened since seven percent, like it's only up, hopefully, fingers crossed that I'm going to regret this on Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> like, like everything's up from here. Oh, well, that was forty four percent. Ah, it's just it's just because of how things have happened all over the season. Um, seven seven percent up to forty four percent tallies with the kind of alcohol level that I've had in my day. <laughs> <laughs> over the last few weeks, so now he's drinking pure spirits. That's it. Yeah, I'm just just drinking meths at the moment. <laughs> um, so there you go. Right, are we done? We're yeah. done. I think yeah. Forty minutes. I hope people have enjoyed uh, enjoyed our little rambly show. Um, I hope also people have enjoyed that. I've, I don't know whether you've noticed. I've got rid of my squeaky chair for this episode. I've got a different chair. So no, you no look like hostage there with your hands tied behind your back. Sorry, yeah. It's not very really comfortable with the thing. I need to just stretch my back. But I've got rid of it. We've, we've got ourselves focused. Uh, much like a villa. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I'm trying to bring it back, but I'm not good enough to be able to do it. Um, we'll be back on Sunday at three o'clock to dissect the team news, which will probably be the same. We'll just repeat ourselves and fumble our way through it for 15 minutes. But failing that, we'll be back at, what, half six or something on Sunday evening and we'll, we'll stick around for an hour or so um, and hopefully we'll be talking about Villa's survival in the Premier League and we get to get to go again next season in six weeks' time whatever, and hopefully build something at Aston Villa which is what we all thought would happen so yeah, fingers crossed that's that's, that's the scenario because I really don't fancy doing one of these if Villa have been relegated on the last day because it's a bit like the playoff final isn't it it's, the, it's a great way to go up but you lose the playoff final and it's a disaster going down on the last day would be grim so as the wise and philosophers Paul Lambert said we go again, <laughs> we go again. <laughs> and again and again and again. again yeah a lot of nice comments saying uh, great show I'll click the wrong one <laughs> <laughs> it was a great show until that uh, up the villa up the villa is everywhere can't believe it I got so emotional at the end. Is that me? Is that Dean Smith? Jack, is it someone important, oh, mate? Not us. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll be back on Sunday and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. It's mad, isn't it? Before we go, by the way, how we kind of put so much like put so much into supporting Villa and how much it affects your mood and stuff and losing games just feels like the end of the world. How much of a difference a win makes in these last, what, two, two three results? being unbeaten and actually having something fun to talk about. We've got a few days now where we're not well, we're dreading the next fixture because it's not it's not it's not all done and dusted yet. But you know, if we'd have lost the last three and we were already on course for relegation, it just affects everything, doesn't it? It's nice to have a bit of positivity and I hope people are have a nice uh, rest of their week. Yeah, I don't think we need the close season, do we? If we're on a roll, just keep it going. Keep it's playing, like, yeah. It's like when you're on a lads holiday and you just get back on it the following day. You know, it's <laughs> it's kind of so so I believe back in nineteen ninety eight. <laughs> Um, yeah, shall we just shall we just polish off a bit of housekeeping about telling people? Well, people can. This is if you've managed to get to this stage. This is claret and blue. This is our podcast offering. Thank you very well much. Done. 
Fountain Blue, we're available on Facebook Live through StreamYard, our new platform. We're available on YouTube. Uh, when the season draws to a conclusion, we're hopefully going to get a few kind of special guests back on and some of our player interviews and features. Yeah. Um, but yes, thanks for all your support so far. You know, we, we, we try and kind of suffer, suffer the lows and enjoy the highs every bit as much as you do. So like I say, thanks for your support. We'll do it again on Sunday afternoon. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be stressful, but let's hope that it has a, it has a fitting finale, uh, and that we're not. I'm not crying into my forty seventh gin and tonic by then. So, um, yeah, are we all done? We're all done. Yeah, just just time for that usual point where we stare and wave awkwardly at the camera all the way for the live stream to cut off. So, thank you very much. See you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, up the villa.